Welcome to episode 15. second recording of episode 15 because I've just got 20 minutes into it and the dog went absolutely mental um <laughs> there's a sort of a story behind that like I think I've explained before that our, the house is sort of open plan downstairs now what happened the other day is somehow my missus closed the curtain and pulled the curtain rail off um so downstairs currently there is no curtain so outside our house, I know, I'm sure you don't find this very interesting, but I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you anyway. The dog, when he sees people walk past the house, uh, goes nuts and jumps up at the window and barks. So normally we would shut the curtains so that, that doesn't happen. But there's, no, there's currently no curtain. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't got the stuff to fix it because we can't go out the house to go and get stuff. Well, it's not a priority anyway. Doesn't really count as essential, does it? Even though it's annoying. So yeah, um, this may be a noisy episode, and I apologise in advance because if he starts doing it again, I'm just gonna have to take the hit. We can hear him doing it every now and then. So yeah, a week off. We've pretty much had a week off from doing this, um, mainly because. I sort of got into that with my missus. So she's a teacher. She's been doing virtual lessons from home um, for the sixth form students that she uh, teaches. But we've just had Easter, the Easter break, haven't we? So we, she sort of had a week of catching up on stuff and we've had a week of, uh, we just both sort of slipped into doing nothing and just being bummy for a week. Um yeah, played a lot of Xbox, did a lot of nothing, just bummed around a bit and felt really good for it. Obviously, I'm keeping the business ticking over in the background. I wasn't doing no work, but I certainly felt better for it. Like over the weekend, I was ready to come back to work this morning. So we we stopped sort of getting off early. We stopped. I mean, I've been going quite tired, actually, this past week and a bit. I've been going to bed really late and just sort of getting sucked into programs, watched a lot of Ted Bundy documentaries. Um, yeah, just didn't really think about big picture stuff. Just did exactly what we wanted. But yeah, yesterday I was really looking forward to getting back into it today. Set my alarm for early again, but that is why I'm a little bit tired. So I apologise I'm a bit zombie today. But there we go. Um, so what we're going to talk about a little bit of a, a brief sort of business update things are still going well and I can only thank the community buying for that um, yeah I mean I don't think anybody currently is having an amazing time business wise but we're okay, and that's good. Yeah, 
the only the only frustrating thing I'm finding at the moment, and obviously, this is all first world problem stuff, considering what's going on at the moment. But a lot of the stuff we have to actually make content. I have to make. You see all the pictures that I put on the social media. I have to go out and take those pictures. I have to go and do short little videos and things. Um, and currently, can't do that. You know, I could. I could go out and do a little quick five-minute photo shoot somewhere when I'm doing my exercise. Uh, it may come to that eventually, but I'm trying to hold off doing that because I just feel like a hypocritical jack fucker if I do that. Um, I don't want to do that. So a lot of the pictures that I'm posting and advertising stuff that I'm posting is all regurgitated old stuff because I can't make new stuff. So I apologise for that. That's just, that's how it is. Uh, yeah, I find that frustrating anyway. Because I do, I like that creative side of things. I like going out and trying to, I mean, I don't like that I'm in them, but I like thinking of shots we could do and, yeah. Yeah, like my only, I've only been to the office once while I, this lockdown's been happening. I may have to go again this week and try to minimise that. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing that's really frustrating me at the moment. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm proper bored of this lockdown now. I'm well bored of it, as I'm sure everybody is. Uh, and that, I don't think admitting boredom um, negates any sort of care about why we're doing this. Everybody understands why we're doing it, but I'm a human being. I'm fucking bored. I want to go out, but I can't. So there we go. I'm sure there's other people who feel exactly the same way as me. But we've got to uh, screw the knot for each other. I'm sure we'll be over soon. I can't see it going. What we've got left now? Week, two and a half weeks? Something like that? I'd be surprised if it goes over that. I thought it would be an extra three weeks originally. Yeah. But doesn't matter what they say. We can manage. We'll just go a little bit mad in the meantime. Gonna find things to keep yourself busy. Yeah. Um what's been happening? Well, newspapers are still going mad on me. The media that's still going fucking mental. I think we've got two big examples this week of just shoddy journalism on you know, and as I, I said previously, don't care where you are politically. If you look at journalism as a profession there's some very non-professional things happening currently I think the public are well and truly licked out with it we've had the newspapers begging to just oh just buy a newspaper with you you know slip an extra couple of pence in with your your shopping gotta move with the times haven't you gotta move with the times you know I mean that happens to everybody when you leave whatever if you're in a service profession your time comes to leave. If you haven't spent the previous five years, your last five years or so, planning what you're going to do, go and do, and at least go and have a good crack at trying to do something else. You know, in some respects, you've got yourself to blame. If you're a journalist and haven't reached out into digital or found just a different way of doing it, you know, I don't necessarily mean journalists, but I mean, I'm sort of regurgitating what I said last time, aren't I? But yeah, if you're going to do that, 
you've just got to you've got to try and keep upskilling keep an eye on where you are and where the world around you is and see if you're still making a valuable contribution to that you know i mean you've we've got different ideas of what that means um some people want to be rich don't they some people want to be famous some people just want to feed the family and that's enough you know we've all got our own aspirations we've all got our own skill sets but you've got to match that skill set to the outcome you want if you don't do that get our dramas i suspect there's a lot of people in the um the traditional media who are currently at flap stations because they haven't so yeah we'll leave that anyway but what has been in the news Captain Tom Moore that old dude uh, legend now the reason I think it's a very good story and it's a very good example of something that I've sort of spoken about in the past and I've you know, pushed generally on the social media from Cities Guild anyway. The idea of doing something for no gain, something that's good and for no personal gain, just doing it because it's probably the right thing to do and you can. So you look at this guy. Guy's 99. Is he 100 yet? No, he's not yet, is he? He's still 99. And he thought, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make sure I'll uh, I'll raise some money. I'll walk around my garden and we'll see if I get a grand. And he's now on something like 25 million, which is insane. But the reason he's a perfect example is I'm I'm absolutely sure the guy would not mind me saying this. You know, he's a he's ex uh, army. The guy understands dark humor. So I'm not being disrespectful. But the guy's got about 10 minutes left on the planet. And he isn't thinking about where this puts him in the public eye. He isn't thinking about his future career. He's not thinking about that thing he's trying to sell. You know, he's not thinking about the second order marketing effects of what he's doing now. Well, if I can leverage what's happening in the public eye currently, in six months' time when my TV program or my book comes out or whatever... I'll have good feelings still from the, the public. Guy's not thinking like that. Guy's thinking, I'm going to walk him down my garden and maybe some people will give me a, a, a modest amount of money. And it's, it's heartwarming for two reasons. It's heartwarming because people like him still exist, and they do. They're everywhere. You just don't hear about them. You do not hear about them because they're just cutting about doing good stuff and they're not trying to get in the paper. Waste of time anyway, as we've discussed. But yeah, they're not trying to trend on Twitter. They're just doing good stuff. They're everywhere. He's just an example who happens to have had the spotlight shot on him. Um, so it's it's heartwarming to know that that's the case, but it's also heartwarming to know that the, the British public, the reason he's been so successful is because the British public are savvy and they look at him and go, this is a genuine person. I'll give him some money. There's no cynicism there. And our cynicism is, it's an important character trait that we have in the UK, I think. It's, it goes against us sometimes, but I think it's an important character trait that we have. 
because we do go, what's really going on here? You know what I mean? And you look at him and you, you can't see an agenda. He's just a good guy. Um, Yeah. However, I mean, saying this, I do sort of wish he would stop. Now, I know he's on, you know, Megabox now, but, and I hope that keeps going. But I sort of hope he would stop because he's had like this golden period in the spotlight, um, which he absolutely deserves. You know, guy, I'm not a big fan of the all-nighters and all that stuff, but it's how we show recognition in this country publicly. So, yeah, guy does deserve a knighthood. We've got uh, people with knighthoods who are absolute turds uh, looking at Richard Branson and many others. Um, there are some, that's that's how we do it. You know, I, so he's, yeah, he should get a knighthood. Probably should get something named after him. Hospital might be a good idea. Whatever. But I don't want that period, the, the spotlight to shift from him. I don't want him to become that thing where people are like, what, like, your focus shifts to something else. There's another story. There's something else. And you're like, what, is he still going? I think that, it doesn't devalue what he's done, but I just, I don't think he deserves that. I think he probably should have stopped and just gone, well done, and ended it. And if people want to keep giving money, they keep giving money. Yeah. Um, but I saw uh, the, the, the no agenda thing there. I will link to something that I, I, should, I want to talk about with the whole celebrity thing. And it's, I think as we've seen the public lose trust with the media, they've sort of begun to see through the bollocks of celebrity. At least a lot of people seem to be, you know what I mean? Like the cracks are showing. Um, I don't know if that's the same everywhere else. But I sort of feel it in the UK. I don't know what you mean if you're American and you're listening to this, that's our main audience. So if you listen to this, if that's the same over there, you you know, drop me a message, let me know. But it just seems to me that they just keep putting their foot in it. They're doing this thing where they exactly that, they try and stay in the public eye somewhere. And I'm not even saying that some of them are trying to gain from it, other than just trying to remain relevant. Because like it's a treadmill. And I, I don't think people realise that. I think people think that if you can get on TV or if you can get just certain sort of positions in the public eye, one, you're going to be rich forever. You're just like, actually, you know, you're a millionaire, you're rich. I think people think that. I don't think people realise how little people get paid on TV shows and, you know, things like that. Um, you, you're on a treadmill and you, you're basically, you have a shelf life. And unless you are, I mean, the people at last are exceptional in their field. So when there's different levels of celebrity on there, there's the whole ABC thing. But like there's people who would, can't, who would be celebrities or, you know, blue tick people on social media. What a waste of time that is blue tick people you've got those people who are genuinely excellent in their field and have something to offer um they they're not just somebody who the spotlight's been put on at that moment 
they're someone who is going to be around and relevant forever because they have the skills to be relevant and around forever. But they're rare. There's not many people like that. You know, let's look at I don't know who's a perfect example of that. It's probably probably David Attenborough. He's a good example. Guy's been doing the same thing all his life, but he's very good at it. So he remains in the public eye no matter what. Um, but then if you're not like that, if you're just somebody who's been thrust into the limelight for a moment or maybe because of a TV series or a book or something along those lines, just something that's relatively short-lived, has a shelf life, and then you either have to do another one or that's it. You have this period where you've got to try. Like you, you're coming up in people's um, on people's radar and you're there and you're peaking and you have this golden period where you've got to squeeze it dry to try and make as much money as you can before people's interest wanes and you start to become irrelevant and the next thing comes along. You know, it's like the fucking generation game. Something comes along and there's your time and then yeah, there you go. Convey button, next person, here you go, next person, right. And I don't understand why people want to do that. I don't get it. Because uh, there was people who find themselves on a pedestal or in the spotlights, the public eye, whatever. People who find themselves there purely because they're being because of excellence in their excellence in their field, and they remain there because of that. But then there's people who just happen to have, you know, they're the thing of the moment, and they happen to have it put on them. And I think I don't think a lot of these people are ready for it, or yeah, not really ready for it. Don't understand what it all entails. And I think they get taken advantage of a lot of the time because you have to like, you have to get PR teams and you have to get management and advice and all these, because you don't know all these people will be telling you, oh, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And because you know, you don't know, you're probably going to follow them and do what they say. So whenever I see people either just fucking up or, well, I have a look at them and go, why are you doing that? There's always, it's always a two-way thing in my head. Part of me is like, you should, you know, you've got to take personal responsibility. So it's like, you made a fucking bad choice there. But there's also that, what are you being told in the background? Are you, how are you being persuaded? Um, yeah. And it's just like, right, there's a lot of people from our background who do that. Or as in like military background, there seems to be a lot of them. Um, and somehow I'm like whatever because I don't have a lot of time for them but then some of them I just think I feel sorry for them because I'd hate to be in that position where you are in that you basically tied your, your, your financial well-being maybe your family's well-being to a sort of promise because you've probably been promised the world by people and you're grasping at straws you're trying to stay relevant you're trying to find a way 
of just remaining in the public eye in the hope that you'll get the next job. And I, that can only lead to sort of desperation. And desperation means you make poor decisions. So, yeah, it's, you know, I'm really ranty deep there, haven't we? But yeah, I just, I, I don't understand why people would want to want to do that. I don't get it. Like I, I get like have a day job and then step into that world to go and do stuff. But I don't, I don't know why you would want to be just on that fucking nipple. It's like, it's like sales, but shit. Because obviously if you're like a proper salesman, like well, the rest of my family are salesmen. So my, well, the rest of my family, one of my, one of my brothers is a salesman. My dad was a salesman. And they're constantly on that thing of trying to get the next next thing because, you you know, you. I suppose I'm a salesman as well now. Fucking hell. But yeah, you're constantly chasing that next sale. But the, the difference there is you're sort of in control of it. You're, you understand the field and your skills can get you the next sale. You're, you can be a good salesman. You have, um, it's up to you in a way. Being one of these blue tick fucking celebrity people, like D-list type, striving to be A-list or B-list or whatever. If you're one of those people, you're just constantly hoping that someone who has an amount of power goes, yeah, okay, give them the job. Yeah. Or you're chasing a trend or you're chasing something in order to just stay in the public eye. Now, yep, still here. That younger, better-looking person who's done something more recently, I'm still better than them. Dangerous game, man. Dangerous game. You can just... You can fuck yourself over so much by doing it. Uh, and even from a, bit, a business perspective, if I'm, I'll just sort of pivot back to looking at it from a business point of view. Now... I see a lot of businesses similar to mine desperately trying to get these celebrity people to endorse their gear or just get a picture where I'll get get so-and-so in a T-shirt, get him in a T-shirt, get him using my gear. You shouldn't have to do that. One, you shouldn't have to do that. And two, I don't think it works because the public now know. We've had like at least five years, probably approaching 10 years of influencer stuff. There's definitely a good five, six years of influencer marketing um, on social media anyway. I know that's happened. Brand endorsements happen forever. But I, uh, I, you know, the public have seen through it. They know you're being paid. They know that person. You know, I think you look at like micro influencers on this Instagram uh, like I know that that fucking guy using that protein has just been giving it to for free to market it. I know that's the case. I, so I know that it's probably not better than the next stuff. You know, even the people that I genuinely respect and would otherwise go, oh, well, he uses it. Obviously, that's still in your head. You brainwashed, aren't you? That's still in your head. Oh, well, if he uses it, he's a good guy. 
you still got to know that that person's just trying to make a living and he's he's taking a fucking bull in order to use that stuff or get that stuff for free or whatever. Um so I don't I don't encourage other businesses like mine to do that. To just to try and get so and so in a t-shirt because t-shirt or whatever your product is. I don't think that stuff works anymore. I think you've got to ha- you've got to be strong enough on your own. And why would you want to rely on someone else anyway? It's like when I I was talking about the other veteran business stuff. Um, why would you want to rely on somebody else to tell you what to do? Makes no sense. It's you're safer being able to do it yourself and be not a one man band, but get your little gang together and go forward together doing what you want to do without other people. It just seems to make more sense to be self-sufficient like that. You know, and I suppose that does tie back into this whole celebrity chasing a, a job and chasing relevance. You're reliant on people to give you that job. <sighs> it's no life, man. It's no life. Like if you, I, I dread the day that anything ever happens like that. I fucked up with that again, haven't I? Shut up. Yeah. Maybe I should stop going off and just try and be more professional on my podcast and not fuck it up. But yeah, I dread the day anything like that ever happens to me where somebody wants me for an interview or somebody wants this. I fucking dread that because I'll have to say no to it. I'll have to because... I don't, I don't even understand why you would want to do that, in a way. It's so short-term. I, I had a, a, a lady from a, a um, PR company get in touch with me about three, four months ago. And she wanted 1,500 quid to, unlike a retainer, 1,500 quid a month she wanted me to pay her to get me interviews in print media, you know, mega, and do podcasts and radio interviews and stuff like that. And I just thought, why? Why? It's you know, it, it, if anything, it's a one-off. Probably you might get one big hit where you get a splash, but it's probably not worth fifteen hundred quid a month. But also, if you're being interviewed by somebody, and then they have to go away and they write a story, why do you want that middleman? I can just chat down a lens to you now and, and talk shit to you. You know what I mean? Yes, less people are going to see it, but it remains there forever. People are going to find it at some point. Word of mouth is more true because people trust it. Um, I don't know why you would want that middleman. I could give an interview to a newspaper or a magazine and they either, because I'm just another job to them, they're not going to get what I'm talking about. They might not agree with what I'm talking about. They might twist it. I might be misrepresented. Why would you want to put that middleman there? You know? Yeah. There is there is no path uh Path. Uh, path. Tired, aren't I? Yeah, there's no barrier to entry nowadays. You can be a one-man fucking band and do all these things. It doesn't cost that much money. I don't think I have a point of any of that, really. I think I've just rounded off my little rant. So I'm going to leave it there. So I'm obviously knackered and need to go to bed. <laughs> this is the worst one I've done. I might never do another one. Anyway, 
I hope everyone's okay. Um, I'll get some sleep and I'll I'll try and not be. <laughs> I'll try not to be uh, so shit next time. Um, have a good one. Stay safe. Not long now. At least the sun's out. Yeah, go and look out your window. Look at the sky. In fact, ten o'clock tonight. If you're, it is Monday, April the twentieth, right? In the UK, ten o'clock tonight. Go outside and go and watch Elon Musk's fucking. They called Starlink. There's a load of satellites that look like a daisy chain of satellites, and it's fucking cool. It was out last night. It'll be really faint. Go out tonight. You'll see it. It'll go. If you Google it, you'll find out where to look. But it looks like a chain of. Dots going across the sky. Looks like spaceships, which effectively it is, I suppose. Yeah. That's what I'm doing tonight, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Have a good one. Bye-bye.